0: I had the privilege of learning the blues from some legendary musicians. I was one of the few white musicians playing blues back in the 60s and I want to share some of those stories with you. The 60s and 70s were divisive times, but the blues connected us and always brought us together. I'm Billy Pruitt. Let's talk a blues streak. I was a sophomore in high school, way back in Omaha, Nebraska of all places. And I was a skinny kid. I had I had a pompadour and penny loafers, white socks, black peg pants. And I thought I was pretty cool, but the other guys had bands and they were playing, but I didn't know guitar. I didn't even own a guitar, but my sister did. Ah, if she could only show me a few chords, she was pretty good. And she used to take me to beatneck coffee houses and we'd listen to folk music and blues together. Can you show me a chord or something? And she says, sure, I'll show you an E chord. Okay. So I took her Spanish guitar, it had gut strings, nylon strings, and she put my index finger on one fret, the next finger on the other fret, and it felt so awkward, ow, ow, she really pushed hard. And she says, there you go, there, there, push, hit the chord. Wang! I heard the big E chord. I couldn't believe it. There was the sound, all the strings in harmony. Wow. I knew I could do it. Now I had to get my own guitar and learn how to play. But how was I going to do it? Dad and I weren't very close at all. If I could get him to go down to the music store, then I could manipulate him into somehow getting me a guitar. Dad, would you go down to the music store with me? I wanna, I wanna look at at guitars. And he said, "Well, son, you can't play guitar." And I said, "Well, Dad, come on. I'm in the middle of a dream. Don't wake me up. I think I can learn this. I can do this." He said, well, "You can't. You can't read music, son." And I said, "I know, but I don't think I have to. Remember when we were watching TV and Buddy Holly came on Ed Sullivan?" And he was playing a brand new Stratocaster, a sunburst Stratocaster, and he was singing. Oh, yeah, remember? And there was the Ventures. They had Stratocasters. Richie Valens, he had a Stratocaster. Man, if I only had a Stratocaster, I bet I could do this. He was so flattered that I asked him to go with me. Then he said, well, all right. This weekend, when Saturday comes, we'll go down to the music store and we'll see what you're talking about. I got the phone book. Where am I going to get a new guitar? Schmidt's Music, downtown Omaha. So there was no internet. I picked up the telephone and I said, hey, do you guys have Stratocasters? Oh, Fender guitars? We sure do. Want to come down and look at them? Yeah. You guys are open? Yeah. said, Dad, we'll go down to Schmidt's Music in Omaha, Nebraska, Saturday, and we'll look at these guitars. All right, son. Well, Saturday came, and I was excited, so we went out to my dad's brand-new blue 59 Chevy. Never saw a car like that. Huge fins, great big teardrop taillights, four-door sedan, automatic on the column. I got in the passenger side, and my, my dad started the car, vroom, and I turned on the AM radio. Now, in those days, the AM radios had tubes, and you had to wait for them to warm up. Man, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, thir- and then you'd start to hear the sound come on the tube radio. My favorite music back then was black doo-wop or gospel. And it was always something like, uh, I'd start singing, and my dad would give me the look. The way he dealt with his prejudice was anger for some reason. He tried to take me down that road many times, and I just questioned it. I wouldn't buy it. It didn't make any sense to me. Just give me the look. That's all I had to do, and I would shut up. When Ray Charles would come on the radio, it would make me feel like I never felt before. It would give me the chills. It was something that I had to hear over and over every day. It made me so excited. I didn't know it then, but I was already hooked on the blues. It was magic. Oh, come on, John.
1: I said, Dad,
0: it's great music. He had a shallow look on everything. He was a product of his own environment. He came from Kosciuszko, Mississippi. So Kosciuszko is where Charlie Musselwhite's from and a lot, of, a lot of original authentic blues guys. One of the first was Charlie Patton. And he was born in 1891, and he died in 1934 at 43 years old. Some people call him the father of Delta blues. He was Native American, and so was Link Ray. Not that Link Ray was so much of a blues guy, but he had the attitude and the style, and everything on the radio at that time influenced me. So much blues music comes from Mississippi, and the Mississippi Delta is the birthplace of blues and jazz and Zydeco and Cajun, Bottleneck Slide. And Mississippi gave us my mentor, Otis Rush, Eddie Shaw, the sax player, and his band when we were playing together. B.B. King, who, by the way, had 15 children by 15 different women. Willie Dixon, Robert Johnson, John Lee Hooker, Sun House, Muddy Waters, James Cotton, Carrie Bell, and Howlin' Wolf. Little did he know that all these great blues guys came out of Mississippi. But we're on a mission. We're going to go get a Stratocaster. I'm singing. My dad's just giving me the look. And I'm shutting up because I don't want to ruin this day. My mission is to get a Stratocaster. So we get to downtown Omaha. Schmidt's Music, there it is. Wow, I've never been in a music store. This will be great. Hot Omaha day, 105 degrees. And I looked in the window and there was all the instruments. We opened the door and went in, and air conditioning. Oh, this is great! Smelled like brand new guitars, varnish, brand new cases. On the whole left wall, there were all the guitars hanging up: Les Pauls, Stella, Dan Electro, and there they were—a bunch of Stratocasters up on the wall. I got my sights on that. And the right side of the whole music store was a plexiglass room that the salesman had constructed because. Obviously, all the amps were in there, and they couldn't make deals talking to the customers. So I was ready. Salesman comes up. I'm Bob. I'm the salesman. What can I help you guys with? Well, I'm here with my dad, and we want to we wanna look at Stratocasters. All right, here's one. At that time, the only Stratocasters available were the Sunburst Tobacco. He takes one off the wall, puts a strap on it, and hangs it around me. He goes, Is there, you look like a star, son. Okay, it's sold. You want to play it? Sure. Do you know how to play? Well, I knew an E chord. I had to lie a little bit. Yeah, well, sure. All right, here's a chord and go in and pick out an amplifier. And So I went into the room with the amps and there were already a couple brothers in there, jamming, making a little noise. So I plugged in the amp. It was a champ amp. It was the smallest amp Fender made, but to me, it was the biggest thing I ever saw. Four mighty screaming watts through an 8-inch speaker. Wow. Hit my big E chord, eloquently out of tune. Chica-chow. The other guys turned around. They said, hey, you a guitar player? I said, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of a rhythm player. I, I know a few chords. Cool, man. They were talking to me as an equal, real musicians. Wow, I felt accepted. This is great. We've got a band. You should come see us. Really? What's the name of your band? The Premiers. We're playing down at the Union Hall next weekend, man. Why don't you come down and we got a real good singer. George Miles. Really? Yeah, come down and hear us. The only problem was they were playing on the other side of town, the wrong side of the tracks, exactly where my dad didn't want me to be. I got the Champ amp turned up all the way and I'm hitting my E chord over and over. There I was. And I could look through the plexiglass and I could see Bob and my dad talking to each other and I could tell they were goofing on me, but that's okay. I was going to get this Stratocaster. I come out of the plexiglass room and Bob says, what do you think? I says, yeah, it sounds good to me. Let's get it, Dad. Well, I don't know. How much does this guitar cost? Bob says, well, a new Stratocaster is $276 plus tax with the case out the door. (gasps) My dad hit the ceiling. $276? What? I said, Dad, this is a Stratocaster, Stratocruiser, man. This is the, the state of the art. Oh how much is the amp champ amp at that time was 59 95 plus tax out the door well you need the amp too right i said well yeah that was a lot of money in those days but i had to have it dad says come on isn't there something cheaper what do you got bob says well we've got a telecaster here they're 149 dollars. my dad says there you go i said it's a telecaster dad i've got to have a stratocaster It's too much money. So we were over $300 easily. So Dad said, I'll tell you what, you gotta pay for it. I'll co-sign for you, we'll we'll get a payment book and you make the payments. And if you don't make the payments, they're gonna repo it and that's the end of the whole deal. Bob created a payment book, it was something like $18 a month for two and a half years. I said, I'll do this, Dad, you better. All right, there I was on top of the world, walking out of the music store i had the champ in my left hand and the stratocaster with a tweed case in my right hand wow i'm on top of the world Whew, this is great he says put it in the trunk let's go home i said we're not dad have some respect we're not putting it in the trunk we're putting it in the back seat come on i opened the back door and i just stared at it all the way home mm. So we pulled up in the driveway, 10415 Krug Avenue in Omaha, Nebraska, little ranch house, took the guitar out of the car and my amp, went to the house and went straight down to the basement. That was my domain. Nobody went down there. We had an unfinished basement, just a washer, dryer, hot water heater, smelled a little mildewy, set up the amp, plugged it in, hit my big e chord. Jang! <laughs> oh, we had a problem. I heard the... The door going down to the basement open and my dad yells, Hey, turn it down! Jesus! The only way I knew I was going to start getting better was to be alone in the house. So every day after school I'd go home and put on Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, turn it all the way up and struggle along with it with my guitar because I had nobody except my sister to really show me anything. So I had to put the puzzle together by myself. So I had almost every Chuck Berry song I could play. I was almost ready to start a band but I couldn't play lead and then I heard Link Ray on the radio rumble. Wow. So I stole his solo and that was my lead part. I kept my invitation with the premieres and I went down the next weekend and I heard them play all kinds of music. Blues, soul music of the time, ballads and in between each set I talked to George and we started being buddies and when we got to know each other, we compared his name to my name. His was George Allen Miles Jr., and mine was Horace William Pruitt III. We both ended up in Omaha because George was born in Omaha, and my dad got transferred. That's how we ended up in the same town at the same time. It was a friendship that would last forever, and he was now known as Buddy Miles. We ended up in Chicago in the studio together when he was recording Them Changes album. Later on that night, We went to Beavers after hitting Rush Street and went back to his hotel room. He felt so good about what he recorded that day, he says, I'm going to call a friend and play him some of this. He talked for a minute and then put on Dreams. It sounded pretty good.
1: Just one more morning I have to wake up with the blues
0: He sat down next to me and held the receiver between both of our ears. And it was Jimi Hendrix. Wow, what a night. But the biggest takeaway I learned about that night was what Buddy taught me about blues, about taking your time. Less is more, he kept saying, by using restraint, by making it flow smooth, by leaving holes between the notes. And then the notes that you do play are bigger and bigger. Little Walter sang Mellow Down Easy. Otis Redding sang Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Just Wasting Time. Using restraint, taking your time. I've written a lot of songs, but I never did anything with them. I copyrighted them, but I never pitched them. I never played them. Nobody ever heard them. So I think it's time that maybe I get them out there. This song is written in the spirit of Buddy. I'd like to share it with you. Buddy was always a little overweight. And I said, Buddy, why don't you take care of yourself? And he said, Hey, Billy, we're just passing through. You can't stay at the party forever. So this song is called Take It Slow.
1: If you wait. For the spirit to move you You ain't done a thing all day You're on the right track If you're just laying back Hey, let the booze take you away Just kick off your shoes and put your feet up Cause you know that we got it made Night is young and before we're all done I'm on a roll your cares away, singing just as good as I can, swinging to the rhythm of my band. Savor it easy, don't you go too fast. Take it slow and make it last. Sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning playing my blues all night but i'll do my best just put me to the test i'll make the groove come out just right we owe it to those that came before us don't nobody own in blues. come our time leave something behind best we're just passing through singing just as good as i can swinging to the rhythm of my band savor it easy don't you go too fast come on take it slow and make it last kissing time goodbye just like the blink of an eye We just we just passing through we just passing through Well now I pass it to you More about Billy Pruitt at Billy Or find him on Facebook. This podcast was produced at RocketChicago.com.